Hello, this is Dawn Williams. You are listening to your research shows podcast, and this is the morning show with the morning crew. Before we jump into the morning crew, I like to give my quick little tidbit of the morning. So let's get into it. This one has to do with spending money unnecessarily. Uh, you have to get this under control, whether or not you're a business person or not. And America, I understand how we are like the leaders in consumerism. Is it called consumerism? <laughs> We're like the leading consumers of like the entire planet. I guarantee you, I don't even have to Google this. You look at all the stuff we got to put in storage. I, I think it is because I, wa- I was watching the Hoarders episode and it just triggered something in me. And um, I started being more so minimal, what they call a minimalist in regards to just a lot of things. So for example, something I started a long time ago, instead of, oh, I need a new phone, I just changed the phone case. And then it makes you feel like you got a brand new phone. It really does. Because in actuality, you're looking at a jacked up case. And if you just spend $5 or something, as opposed to two, $300, just to make you feel better, you will. Second example I'm going to give is right now I'm in the midst of redoing my small salon suite space. And I made a deal with myself that I'm not going to spend a ridiculous amount of money. And I find myself using a lot of arts and crafts in order to make the salon space feel new and different. And I didn't go over a hundred dollars. So more than likely, inshallah, I will try to challenge myself to even less next year when I go and redo the salon space, or or maybe I'll be okay with not doing the salon space, but whatever it is, it makes more sense to save the money as opposed to just spend it and to be able to show off in front of people who opinions really don't matter anyway when it comes down to you being broke or in need of medic met, um i'm sorry in need of money are you able to go to these same people who you're trying to impress keep that in mind we're going to jump into this interview with kelly and then umar will be after that interview so hold on real quick we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll jump right into the interview a clip from episode 161 a research shows podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh wow! So you was nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is. I'm just so inspired. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so all right, so tell everybody how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire like kids that's my age or younger and also like some adults as well so they can inspire their kids. to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like, like, like positivity, like have positivity and, you know, be positive, not like don't be negative. That is so wonderful. Entrepreneur Thursdays with Research Shows Podcast. All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast in the morning with the morning crew at 6 a.m. I'm here with my girl, Kelly. How you doing this morning, Kelly? Hey, hey, hey. 
All right, so let's jump right into it. We're going to do two different articles today. So the first one was something that caught my eye. This article is dated February 14, 2023, about fingerprints, and this is courtesy of Fox News, fingerprints of unvaccinated New York teachers reportedly sent to the FBI with, quote, problem clothes, problem codes. So everybody, um, well, I already know, when you become a teacher, I believe you have to be fingerprinted depending on which jurisdiction that you're in. So you're fingerprinted to make sure that you don't have a criminal background. But when everybody was going through all that stuff with the pandemic, uh, when they asked you the question whether or not you were vaccinated or not, these teachers, they put down not vaccinated. And so now whenever they apply for a job, it shows up like, you know, as like almost as if they're a criminal. And you can't like get out of that. Once your stuff show up in the FBI database, it's over. So um, uh, this is one teacher's, uh, Rachel Garcia, former New York City teacher who lost her job after she refused to get the COVID vaccine. Um, she basically said, this is both outrageous and infuriating because my first question to the government or whatever is basically, what did I do? What kind of criminal activity did I participate in besides denying something that I felt um, was right for me? And she also said, religiously, mentally, I didn't want anything experimental in my body. So what criminal activity does that persist? I don't understand, like, with why am I being flagged? Why is my fingerprint being sent to the FBI? I think this overboard. I, I, and and that's coming from me. Uh, anybody who know me already know I ain't getting that shot. I don't give a f what nobody say. Um, if they tell me to take that shot, I'm shutting my whole business down. F that salon. That's that's what kind of time I'm on. Like any client that tried to grill me, talking about, uh, have you been vaccinated? Uh, you can leave. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like you can get out. That's what you can do. And go ahead and find you another hairdresser who you about to drill. Because I didn't go through working for myself for somebody to come in and, and tell me, not not just tell me what to do. You want my medical records? Are you crazy? Since when are we privy to each other's medical records? What you got to say? <laughs> what you got to say, ma'am? You've been vaccinated, right? I have been. You have not? Um, I have been. Oh. Um, so what do you so think about this? Is this fair? Um, yes and no. Okay. I say yes because you're working with kids. Okay. You're with babies. And if the kids have to get vaccinated just to come to school, why can't the teachers do the same thing to come to work? Right. You do get the choice to quit. And but, me, even for me at my job, I have to be vaccinated in certain aspects of my job to be effective in my job. Right. So, but when it comes to you and your hair, you can fire clients like you do all the time. So, I mean, it ain't nothing new to you. What? Well, see, it didn't go far. I just had a couple of, uh, a couple, well, mm -hmm. one or two. If I sneeze or cough and, oh my God, have you been vaccinated? Ma'am, I, I just look at him like you're crazy. Like, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, we ain't doing that. You know? And then plus, this is the thing that really, during the pandemic, I used to have to, you know, when I had the mask on, 
And then as soon as I put the mask on, like snot just start pouring out my face. Like it's mm-hmm. like uncontrollable. As soon as I take it off, I'm good. So it's like I had to pretend as though I don't got snot dripping on my face behind the mask because clients were so freaking crazy that they'd be like, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just feel like, yes, if that's a part of your job description where they make you get vaccinated, that's one aspect. But to put them on the FBI watch list, I think is unnecessary. I, I mean, think it could have been. Go ahead. It depends. So that's why I said no, because that is a lot, putting them on the FBI watch list. But so the thing about it is, from what I do know, the little bit I do know, their licenses come from the government. That's accurate. So they have to take a test. So if the government is telling you to do this, then kind of like you're kind of like subject to whatever the government is saying. If you don't like it, you didn't have to come back to work. When they open back up, you could have stayed home. That's true. Because in order for them to have been on the watch list, that means they stayed and then voiced that they didn't want to be vaccinated as opposed to just well, quitting. As, as of, instead of just saying, hey, I'm not getting vaccinated. I really don't want to. And then they would have told you, okay, well, you don't have a job anymore. No, that's what happened. They just was like, that's what happened. Like these teachers would give the reason why they're quitting. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's why, see, I was brought up, my mother worked in HR. I was brought up like you be real, like you you just don't be real descriptive in why you're leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's really none of their business. It's I'm going to be leaving in two weeks. I really appreciate the opportunity you gave me. Because you see how they use it against them. Yeah. So, but that's a touchy subject. I know some people, honey, they go, oh, have mercy. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this next subject. This is, Kelly just can't wait. She, Kelly just sit on her seat for this one, y'all. So, anybody who haven't heard, this was actually December of 2022. There was a 10-year-old boy that killed his mother because she wouldn't buy a virtual reality headset, the police say. So, I remember when I was listening to this news story, the first thing I was thinking was, why didn't he have that crazy child in uh, therapy? But the child was in therapy, and it was actually a recommendation of the therapist to take away some of his virtual reality time. And the child just snapped. And then I believe he didn't he order the headset. Uh, let me see. I think he ordered a headset um, after he killed her and was covering up the crime. Girl, I can't with the crazy. No. Go ahead. What you got to say? <laughs> Number one. Number freaking one. First off, that meant he had too much game time for him to have a whole plot and thicken to it where, oh, I killed my mom and then I let her sit in the house for days. I go to school, I come home, I go to school, come home, and my mom's just sitting there dead. Uh, First Mm -hmm. off, that's too much TV, that's too much time on your hands. Number two. Is that number two? Yes, this is number two. Go ahead. This is number two. Okay. Number two. This is what happens when you give your kid everything he wants, and then you try to take it back. Mm. This is when you have the the privileged kid who thinks they're supposed to get everything they want, 
and mm-hmm. has no consequences to their grades or anything, then mm-hmm. this is what happens when you're his friend and not his parent. The difference is you have to be your child's parent, but also a person they can be friends with. But you are a parent, first and foremost. My mom is not my friend. I love my mom. I'd be like, hey, girl, and all of that. But my mama is my mama at the end of the day. So if my mama say I can't have something when I was growing up, I just won't go get it. My grandparents and my mom told me to give me what I needed and a little bit of what I wanted, but never gave me everything I wanted and still tried to be my need. But then the question is, where was the father in this? I, I don't know if she was a single parent or not. I didn't read anything about the dad, but I also said um, before I go into the next portion of it, yes, I agree with what you're saying um, because let me tell you something. I'm not waking up in the morning being scared of somebody I done pushed out. All right? That is just not going to happen. And as soon as I'm sorry. I mean, I know that, you know, I can't speak on what was happening in that household at whatever time, but Lord, these kids is crazy. Good Lord. I'm, I just, I'm not walking around on edge in my house off no child that I done pushed out. I mean, what, I mean for the child to not have no type of sense, like no senses, no empathy, because it's saying and that's probably why they charge they charge a child with first degree homicide, which I'm like, dang, 10 years old. But since he's going to be charged as an adult, he faces up to 60 years in prison. I said, I mean, how do you look at a child like should they be charged as adults? Should they not? Because I guess that if you can kill your mother, you can kill anybody. You know what I'm saying? At 10, where do you get the gun? That's another question. That's what I was wondering. Where do you get the gun from? Was it a gun? Let me see if it was a gun. I said, Lord, yep, it was a gun. That's another question. See, let me tell you something, and I ain't trying to say no names. You know when your kids is crazy. And I mean that. You know as a parent when your kids is crazy. When you got a crazy child in your house, I don't care how much you love them. Ain't no way that gun would have been accessible. They wouldn't know where the bullets are. And none of that. You know what I'm saying? You know when your kids is crazy. Yeah. So, I'm just over it. <laughs> I'm just over because remember that daggone six-year-old, right? The, most recently, they didn't charge him. You heard of that one when he shot the teacher? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that? Should they have charged that six-year-old? Because he brought a gun twice to school. Yes. What, what would you have charged him with? Um, the same thing this 10-year-old guy? Damn near. Yeah, because that I think the teacher, and then also the teacher, I believe, is suing the school system. She kept asking for help. They wouldn't give her no help. Now, everybody, and then another thing, that child part of the care plan was supposed to be um, brought, that, what, what was it? He supposed to come to school every day with the parents. The parents decided to stop coming that last week before he shot the teacher. The parents, I believe they're going to have to charge. Because, again, it was a gun. How he get access to that gun? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, hold on real quick. I was going to pull this up about this six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Six-year-old. Now, that's six-year-old now. That was off the, the problem is The problem is, with that six-year-old, there's so much that could have happened. Like, that kid learned how to shoot a gun because he was going hunting with his dad or because his dad took him to the gun range. You know, you got all these parents wanting to teach their kids how to, to protect themselves and guns and stuff. It's like, why? But also, if it was a Glock, them things is like trick, girl. Them things. I said I would never get one because when I handled one, um, at the at the gun range, it was we had rented it. I said, oh my gosh, I would never have one of them in the house because it's it, it takes two. It's so it's like it don't take nothing to kill somebody off no Glock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what kind of gun this was. That was um that was January. What's happening? This. <laughs> January 2023, uh, and this happened in Virginia. This is uh, what article is this? this is NBC News? Huh? You said what? No, I said this is NBC News. So uh, Abigail Zerner, um, she sent a text. They said an hour before she was shot on January 6th, saying a student said he had a gun in his backpack and that the administrators of the school weren't helping. That's I mean, it's I get it because I'm not saying it's acceptable, but it be adults around here who are scared of some children. You know what I'm saying? I be dang. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. I've especially uh, I've seen it with white women scared of, especially black little boys. It's like just terrified. I'm like, how you you ain't gonna run my class? You know what I'm saying? Look, I'll take that child, put him right in principal. I dare you to say something, just like I have to do with these crazy people. Oh my God, Kelly! Oh my God, Kelly! Switching mm -hmm. again. You know they had a homeless family living up in the dag on Salon Suites, Kelly. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and how this relates to that is. For some reason, they don't listen to nobody except for me. Like, my coworker called me talking about she was scared and this and that. Because soon as she called me, I sent a voice email, okay? I said, I don't even have time to talk. So I'm going to do this all. Uh, I don't have time to write. I'm going to send this a voice message and I attached it to the email. I lit they high parts up. And wait, Kelly, listen to this. When she told the dude to leave, he told, him I, he told her to wait because he got to heat his, mic his food in the microwave up. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So can you imagine people really at work, really got real jobs? Like, I'm not calling myself a fake job, but got W-2 wage earning jobs and you got a boss that don't care? Because I'm sitting there with a landlord that don't give a F. I'm paying them. So you know you're in a weaker position when your boss is paying you. They don't give a F about you. She had to go and tell them that, he, that the child a gun and do they even care. They resigned afterwards. The um the principal and the vice principal. So I'm just over it. <laughs> do you think this is like backlash from or or like happening because of like the shift of the the pandemic, like how it had an effect on everybody, like how we were saying about the Asian guy that shot up everybody? Mm hmm You think primarily that's why these children gone crazy like this? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm over it.
This is too much. All right. So we can close this one out. It's oh, always, what? It's always going to be crazy going on, man. Well, yeah. It seems like it's stepping it up big time. You got a six-year-old shooting a freaking teacher. Listen, they need... See, this is when you need to have your guns on. See, if I got to take a gun with me to school and I'm a teacher, I'm quitting. I, I am quitting. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's that. No, ma'am. All right, we're going to close this one out. Don't forget, you can catch this and other episodes by going to the researchdepartments.com. That's the research departments with an S. And click on Research Shows Podcast. You can catch this and other episodes every Monday at 6 a.m. with the morning crew. Again, thank you, Kelly, so much for coming on. You're welcome. You know, I'm always here. All right. And everybody, hold tight. We're going to be right back after this commercial break. All right, Miss Kelly. Thank you. I want him to pay for what he did because he wanted to argue with me. Sound but like also, you mama. gotta think. <laughs> Correction. Your children, your child's mother. Nope, <laughs> nope. She's not. She don't even get that. She's baby mama. Don't get me wrong. I'm all you about You gotta respect. give her the respect that she is. She is your no. child's mother. See, listen. There is a difference between the same way that women call sperm donors <laughs> and all of that no, there is. Come on now. If you want to, if you want to go on the sperm donor thing, then you can call her an egg donor. There's a whole difference. Oh that. my but goodness! What's so? Just, why do y'all get so offended by being called baby mama versus mother of my child? Can we talk about that for like five seconds? Hey, before we get into this segment with Umar, I just wanted to. Make it clear that this is a continuation from last week's episode where we were talking about the TikTok band. So hold on, we're gonna go right into this right now. You tell me. The question I'm referring to is Mr. Chu, does TikTok have access to my home internet? I'm I'm gonna explain how stupid that question is. When you uh access your internet or when you turn it on, your internet your internet box is connecting to the internet. Right. And which is connecting to Wi-Fi for you to use the TikTok. And he thinks uh, it's going to connect to other things like what? <laughs> what could it possibly connect to? See, this is how manipulation works. Um, <clears throat> like going on a borderline of psychopathy. This is insane. This country is, is freaking crazy. And I'm going to say this why. Both parties. We sitting here grilling this Chinese man, the businessman, right? About privacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Julian Assange, that's his name. Who's name? Well, he's a traitor now, but um, he actually he actually answered a lot of questions. He is the person, the founder of WikiLeaks. He was charged with um, hacking government computers and espionage after he had obtained... Hold, let, let me read this correctly. Oh, no. Was that him? I don't know if that was Julian Assange. I'm sorry, y'all. It was somebody else. I can't think of what that man's name. Uh, but he... Okay, well, this is a, this is one. He's an Australian-born uh, computer programmer and founder of WikiLeaks, an international non-profit whistleblowing organization that was created in Iceland in 2006. 
They basically expose what the U.S. is doing. And I can't think of this man's name, and I'm, uh, I can't think. It's, it's a young guy um, from America. He worked for the NSA. Hold on, let me press pause. Okay, I had to press pause. So I, want, I don't want to misquote uh, this guy's name. Actually, he was born in 1983. His name was Edward Snowden. This is the one who I kept seeing when I was looking at um, uh, documentaries. So let me explain. He's an American former computer intelligence consultant who leaked highly classified information from the National Security Agency in 2013 when he was an employee and a subcontractor. Whew. Let me tell you something, Umar. He basically told everybody what we already knew, which is that they spy on, and I, when I say they, I mean the United States of America government, You utilize one of these acts. I forgot the one that had to do with 9-11. Uh, I can't think of the act right now. But basically meaning that they don't need a search warrant to tap into your phone or anything else to listen to everything you got to say. So everything they're accusing this Chinese man of violating privacy is what they do to their own people. And this whistleblower, they call that whistleblower, even though there are legal protections for whistleblower, because what they're doing is illegal against their own rules. You understand me? There's whistleblower protection. He is like known already around the world. He's hiding in Russia right now. You mean to tell me? He literally proved that America's breaking the rules, asking for help. And they basically said, when you come back, we're going to lock you up. Explain <laughs> that. <laughs> they kind of shut him up. <laughs> why, well, why are we shutting him up and grilling the owner of Bite Dance? Because who, who cares about Bite Dance? They're going to wake everyone up. To what? That to this what, is to what the monster USA is, which is because <laughs> that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother conversation. We might have to continue that next year when we <laughs> when I have you back on next year. But uh, the hypocrisy. Speak on that. Your opinion on that? Hypocrisy. What you mean? The hypocrisy of the fact that they're grilling. What's his name, Mister Chu? Mm -hmm. And acting like they should be upset when in actuality nobody has checked the United States government on what they did to Snowden. Wait. They call it uh, tra a traitor. What they call this? Let's see what they call him. Uh, actually, they, they the uh, Snow the other one, Julian Assange. They they said is espionage and all this. But this man was born. In North Carolina, all this kind of stuff. He is, every time he be on the phone, he got to take the mic out of his phone, all this stuff. And they literally said, he can't come back here. They're going to lock him up. How do you feel about the hypocrisy of that, where they're doing that, but then yet chewing Mr. Chew, who ain't, I'm sorry, I said chewing Mr. Chew, uh, grilling Mr. Chew, and Mr. Chew ain't even an American citizen. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that hypocrisy? I feel like this is just stupid, like, <laughs> they're choosing which battles to go hard on and some stupid like this is just stupid like why are you going hard on something like this I don't know okay with that I think I've tortured my son enough what did you have to say I have nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> alright cause you know Umar don't like talking so I, I, I let him pick what he wanted to talk about so that was an informative conversation. Thank you so much, Umar, for playing your clips. Yay. I really appreciate <laughs> That was so sarcastic.
I really appreciate you coming on my show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> A clip from episode 161 of Research Shows Podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right, so, tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am, and I want to inspire, like, kids that's my age or younger, and also, like, some adults as well, so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like 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 positivity like have positivity and you know be positive not like don't be negative that is so wonderful entrepreneur thursdays with research shows podcast all right thank you so much for coming back from that commercial break with us don't forget 12 p.m eastern daily we have my two cents and then Every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, we interview the entrepreneurs. And Mondays at 6 a.m., we have the morning show with the morning crew. Don't forget, we are on most streaming platforms. Just go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on Research Shows Podcast. And you can also leave a comment if you want to about a particular episode that we may or may not air, depending on what your comment says. So, don't forget that you can also download our app. I am Don Williams and you can listen to episodes on there too. As far as season four, we are not accepting any new guests. We are only interviewing old guests. So new guests, please, you can go ahead and fill out the form at the website that I just said. And we'll be interviewing new guests, inshallah, for for season five, which will air in the fall of 2023. So I hope everybody has a wonderful day on purpose.